Thank you for joining us today and welcome to Women in What We Do. Have you ever dreamed about starting your own company but thought that nobody would take you seriously because maybe you didn't have enough education? Or go to college a long time to be something that you always thought you wanted to be and then when you were done you figured out that mm, maybe it's just not the right fit. Sorry mom. What about you and your spouse starting your own business together? Yikes. Well. In our Women in What We Do entrepreneurial series, we have an incredible woman with grit, a never give up attitude, who will tell you all about it. She's the owner of Toll House, which is an amazing new private social club specifically designed for the vibrant. She's a wife, mom, mentor, and a friend of mine. She's gonna show us that all possibilities are possible and there's never a plan B, so just don't give up. I am so excited for you to meet her I'm your host, Mary Brucker, and welcome. So welcome, Angela. I am so happy to have you here. I'm so excited, so <laughs> thrilled. Thank you for choosing me. Absolutely. As you know, our series is on entrepreneurs. <laughs> I'll struggle with that this whole si- this That's whole okay. time. So. That's okay. I, I can't I, spell that word. Yeah. So right. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and. It, the whole point is really kind of talking through, like, what makes a great entrepreneur? Like, how, how long have you been doing this now? Oh, wow. We've been in the game of entrepreneurship for at least 15 years, maybe a little bit more. Like, is it just a, a drive that hits you one day that says, I don't want to work for anybody? Or, like, where did that all start? Well, I kind of married into entrepreneurship. Initially, my career was going to be as a nurse. So I went to nursing school, did that whole thing. Um, and then really just saw my husband build something from nothing. And it was incredible to me. And in the beginning, it was very, very difficult as it is when you're building a business. But the thing about him is that he never gave up. And there, after maybe year seven, he hit a sweet spot. And then it was really good. The projects that he started to be able to work on were really, really fun. For me, I thought, well, I kind of want to participate in that. Like, I like the idea of ideation and creation and telling a story and narrating because our first company is a marketing company. And so I really loved that whole process. And so I would just start to sit in on meetings or give my two cents or give my idea. And people around the table would be like, that's a great idea. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can do this thing. And then obviously you learn that it's not all fun and games and you actually have to pay bills and pay people and you know do other things in the business that are not fun but initially it was just the the idea that you could create your own team and the team becomes a family and you guys get to do really cool stuff together like that for me was like okay I want in on that how do you how do you keep the the business side and the the personal side strong Yeah, you know, it's not always easy. I would just like to say that and be very honest that it is not always easy. We have too many times when we get home, be like, okay, we're not going to talk about that. Or especially when we don't agree on the next step or the employee or whatever it is that we don't agree on, we just eventually have to come to a place to agree to disagree because we're not going to see eye to eye in something. But I usually find that if I let it rest, and we revisit it when it's not so heated in the moment that, you know, he's more open to take, okay, well, maybe you're actually right. Let's try that. 
or vice versa. If I let it sit, I'm more able to see, okay, well, maybe he's actually right. Because a lot of times for me, it's just like, is he trying to be right because he's the man, <laughs> right? Or And a lot of times he, he knows what he's talking about, right? He was the first entrepreneur and he was just, it was just in his blood. I mean, he, that was always what he wanted to do. And for me, I grew into it and loved it. So there was a point where I had to realize he has some wisdom that I don't have yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he knows this thing through and through. And if I'm going to be good at it, there comes a point where I need to actually humble myself and pick up on some of that wisdom and actually listen. So that was a real ego thing for me is just like, this is not about him being a man, me being a woman, him trying to be in charge, me trying whatever to, you know, make myself known. It was more just about, I don't have any wisdom in that area. And I need to to learn if I'm going to be effective and good at this. So a lot of times, the first thing I'll do is just check my ego. Right. And and uh, I, I know We've talked about ego many times. We we grew up on the east side, yes. right? Yes, east side tough. <laughs> and we, we talk about that. And and I truly think that so much of, of who we are today is from where we were brought up. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is no grit like east side grit, seriously. And so I think it's just because we grew up hard and tough. And that's just what it was on the east side. You know, people would be like, you're from the east side like that is a different world over there and it is but it also prepares you for things like entrepreneurship because you just have a grit where no doesn't phase you whatsoever right and you and it takes a lot to hurt your feelings and you're not in your feelings as much as other people who have had more of a cushion life right because things have been easy for them and so it's just like when a no comes or when someone says an off comment they they don't know how to recover from that quickly where I feel like we can, and we know what it takes to get something done, and we do it. And there is really, we don't live off option B. It is option A, and we're going to make it happen, period. Right. I love that. You mentioned that your first company was a marketing company. What else are you guys doing right now? Well, we have that, which is um, strong and steady and steadily growing. We grew so much during the pandemic um, because everyone had to transition to virtual and we were ready for that pivot. And so um, we grew. But we also have Toll House and we have um, a couple of other things in the works. So serial entrepreneurs we are. Yeah, you know, I I love the Toll House and certainly (laughs) love that you guys have other things in the works. That is so exciting. What you guys have done for this community is amazing. I know that building a strong community is so important to to you and your business like why is why is that so important community is everything it's one thing to build a business it's another thing to build a community and the latter is so much more fulfilling businesses come and go communities last forever and so for us the people that we grew up with, the people who have supported us, even the people we've just met in Toll House have become family. And it is it never gets old for me to walk out from my office in Earth and see new friends, old friends, friends in between. It is a very humbling feeling. And also anything that is lasting is built with community. You can never build anything of value or that will outlast you or change your community alone. 
you need a community. And so I'm so grateful for the community in Toledo because we would have never been able to realize this dream. You know, when we were ideating Toll House and we would walk people through there and it was just an empty building and we would say, yeah, we want a jazz club over here and we want, you know, this over here. And, you know, half of their face is like, okay. But then the other half was like, I'm in before it was even a plywood was nailed, you know? And so that's community who gets behind you and says, yeah, I what you're doing is really big, but I believe in you and I wanna be a part of it. For us, that meant everything. It gave us another level of commitment because not only were we doing this for us and our family, now we have the community behind us. We don't take that lightly. You know, we show up every day and we wanna deliver what the community has invested in. For us, we also wanted to teach our children is that it's wonderful to have dreams, it's wonderful to do big things, but what lasts is when you do something for those around you. What makes you take that risk? I mean, it's a risk, right? Your finances, your time, your like so many entrepreneurs I think get stuck in in making that risk. Like what what pushed you over the edge to take that risk? Well, if not us, who? Right. You know, and I think you're only you're only limited by your the risk you're not willing to take. There is an opportunity that something that you try could fail. That that's very real and it happens more often than not. But what if it actually does work? That's the thing. And for us, it was like we are not going to continue to be a part of a community and not do something with it. There is so much opportunity. It's really about perspective. You can look at Toledo and see a lot of empty buildings, or you can look at Toledo and say, there's so much opportunity with all those empty buildings. What can I do in them? It's just a matter of perspective, but entrepreneurship is not for the faint at heart. So if you are afraid of risk, then this is not the business for you. And that's okay. But if you are an entrepreneur, it is your duty to take risk. It is your duty to be afraid and say, I'm not sure if this thing is going to work, but I'm going to try it anyway. And that's the only way you learn. And so I don't think we could call ourselves real entrepreneurs if we weren't really willing to risk everything. So what part of the business do you think you play the strongest? I think the strongest part that I play is that I'm really able to read people very well, whereas sometimes Will can miss that. And so I can read, okay, are the members really enjoying this? What space are they enjoying the best in Toll House? Or for Creatio, what is the customer really trying to ask us? Are we really capturing what they're asking for? Are we telling that story well? And so for me, instead of looking at, you know, which is important, but instead of looking at the data and the numbers and things like that, I'm really good about people. I'm really good with people. And that helps so much in the business. And so there's sometimes I feel like I just intuitively know something and I'll be like, well, let's roll with that. And it usually works. And so I think that, I also think that's part of being a woman though. That's why I think women entrepreneurs are amazing because we have that. Men usually go off data and history and and, and again, those things are super important, but there's something about just having that intuition and being able to read people and being able to see what will work before you have any data that says it will. Right. And just knowing that's gonna work. 
again, that's why the, the podcast is called It's Just What We Do. It's Just What Women We Do. Women and what, what We Do. That's right. And, and, and speaking of that, on top of being a serial entrepreneur, you are also a mom. So raising kids in the middle of building businesses and having your husband at the, your side, I mean, that, that, that's, that's tough. I mean, how, how, do you, how do you balance all of that? Well, there is no such thing as balance unless you have a scale, <laughs> yeah. and even that's not balanced sometimes. But no, I, so I really don't think there is a such thing as balance in my life or in most women's life. We do the best that we can with what we have. And we try to stay conscious of what season we're in because some things need to fade off in a certain season, some things you can add more. So it's really about being conscious more than it is striving for balance. So I am very aware when I'm starting to get easily flustered, when I haven't spent enough time with my kids, when I feel like they're not around me enough. Like I'm very conscious of that. I'm conscious of, okay, Will and I are always just talking about business and never about each other. So we need to make sure we pivot and do something about that. So for me, the balance is is being aware. It's awareness that I strive for, not balance. I love that. One of the things that inspires me so much about you is um, you mentor. You really take on young women and you you teach them. You know, again, we, we didn't come from this life of luxury and you you spend time talking and teaching these young women that they can be so much more. Why is why is that so important to you? Because nobody ever told me that. It was just a lot of what I'm doing now I would have never have imagined that this would be my life or that I would get the opportunities to do the things that I get to do. I always wanted a big life. I always wanted to do really cool things and accomplish major things in life, but I didn't actually think it was possible. You can't become something unless you see it. So if they can see this girl from the east side who has very limited education, who should not be in the seat she's in, who should not be doing what she's doing, but she's doing it, then maybe I can do it too. So I just want to make sure that people know that. Well, I can tell you, Angela Lucas, <laughs> you are certainly showing all of us that if you just put your mind, your heart, your soul, and your grit, your east side grit to it, you can accomplish anything. We are so grateful to have you here. Thank you. We know that you are definitely the epitome of women and what we do, and we're proud of your work. Thank you so much. Like Angela said, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. But you can do it. She said being humble and listening is very important, and you have to check your ego. Communities last forever, so build them. And my favorite line is, if not us, then who? Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Women and What We Do. I'm your host and producer, Mary Brucker, along with my co-producer, Sierra Ortiz, and editing, mixing, and post-production expertise, my executive producer, Chris a big thank you to my friend, my guest, my mentor, Miss Angela Lucas. If you like what you hear, go to wgte.org backslash what we do and drop us a line. We'll see you next time on Women in What We Do. And always remember, speak up. We do. WGTE. Voices around us.
WGTE is supported in part by American Rescue Plan Act funds allocated by the City of Toledo and the Lucas County Commissioners and administered by the Arts Commission.